Blog Talk Radio. Hi, and thanks for listening to the Burke Allen Show. We are on the Blog Talk Radio Network worldwide. If you'd like to be a part of the show, the number to call, 319-527-6060. That's 319-527-6060. And today we're talking about uh, conquering life's course and some common sense in chaotic times. If you want to talk about a timely guest, our guest today is that guy. His name is Richard Battle. He's an author of many books, uh, a prolific public speaker, and uh, a guy whose name belies the fact that he is a veteran of many of life's battles. Richard Battle joins us live from uh, Austin, Texas today. Hey, Richard, thanks for being on the program. Appreciate that. Good morning, Burke, and thank you for having us. So your last name uh, seems pretty apropos, and I wonder if if you uh, have ever thought in those terms, you thought, boy, the, the big man upstairs really tagged me correctly, because you've been through some tough stuff in your life. You've had uh, battles with cancer. You uh, unfortunately lost a, a child. I mean, these are things that, that no one would wish upon their fellow man, and your last name is Battle. So what say you to that? Have you ever thought about that? Well, yes, and I've, I've been very blessed. I've had some terrific successes in many different areas of my life, but I've also had several challenges uh, as well, and it makes me wonder, and I've had people ask me if I changed my name after I went through some of the experiences to better reflect some of those experiences that I've had, and I say no, but uh, it certainly does seem appropriate. We've got a lot to, to unpack here in, in uh, the program today. If, if you'd like to talk with Richard, we'd love to hear from you at 319-527-6060. You've written some in- interesting books, and, and even the titles just make you want to pick them up and and grab some knowledge from them. Uh, I've read one, and I think on top of everything else, they're, they're great page turners. There's some great content in there. But I want to ask you, first of all, uh, the, the title of one of your books is The Four-Letter Word That Builds Character. And and I don't want you to tell me that, you know, well, you got to read the book to know what that four-letter word is. So what is the four-letter word that builds character? Well, and it's interesting. I think that word got me banned from Facebook boosting posts because of the suggestion of a four-letter word. But that <laughs> word is work. And the book is and, about. And in your mind, what does that mean? And, and, and tell me how you expound upon that in, in the book. Well, the way this particular volume came about, like so many of the other ones I've done, it wasn't a, a plan. Uh, I was asked for a homework assignment for a personal development course uh, for the next week to write down one lesson I'd learned from my first job. And I was in the middle of publicizing the book Surviving Grief by God's Grace about the loss of my son. And when I went home that night and I was thinking about the one lesson I'd learned from my first job as an 11-year-old paper boy, I couldn't think of just one. I wrote down 14 on one piece of paper, and I put that piece of paper in a drawer because I was busy uh, with my career 
and busy trying to share the story of grace I was given to survive the loss of my son. Four years later, I picked that piece of paper up and wrote the four-letter word that builds character with the hope that young people could see the lifelong lessons that could be learned from any job, whether it's a paper boy, flipping burgers. I've done everything as much as shoveling sludge at a sewer plant. So every kind of early job in life can teach lifelong lessons if people are cognizant or trying to learn while they work. Now, as a guy who's been around the the, the block a time or two, I, I want to get your insight on this because it, it's easy to pile on young people today and say, oh, the work ethic isn't what it used to be. Uh, these kids these days, blah, blah, blah. But do you think that's really fair, or is it more a sense that work is different today in 2020 than it was when perhaps you and I were younger? Well, I think there's a divide in the population. There are some terrific young people out there, and there are many of them making a great difference in the world and achieving heights that we only dreamed of. And our our parents and grandparents couldn't even conceive some of the things that are happening today. Uh, There are some people that are not as energetic or as driven, uh, I think, as well. But we have been given the gift of individual liberty and economic freedom so that each of us can choose how we want to exercise our gifts that we've been given to do the things in our lives. And the people that take advantage of that have unbelievable futures ahead of them compared to the people who are less motivated and relying on someone else to take care of them. Author and speaker Richard Battle is our guest today on the Burke Allen Show. And uh, uh, Richard, the, the book that I read just before Christmas of yours is uh, called Surviving Grief by God's Grace. You are a man of faith, and in that book you talk about how your faith got you through a very difficult chapter in your life, and and it's hard for me to even ask you about it, but I do think that, that what you had to say in that book could be helpful to someone else who's out there. You lost a newborn child. Yes, uh, we lost a nine-month-old child who had never had as much as a fever or had been sick. He was perfectly healthy, and all of a sudden, one night in his crib, he passed away. So it was totally unexpected uh, and shocking, and he was the first male child in my family with our surname in 28 years, and so our family had viewed him very specially, and it crushed my wife and I, and the way I grieved was I tried to go in and explore my faith and get assurance that he was in heaven and find the things that I could grab a hold of that could help me go forward. And I journaled. I read every Christian book I could get my hands on, but I found that there were a lot of things that I experienced that weren't in any of those volumes. And about five months after we lost our son, somebody in our church, their 21-year-old son committed suicide. And I shared the copies of my journal pages with that family, and they encouraged me, as did my pastor, to put that together and share it. And that happened almost 
22 years ago, and we published the book in 2002. And my mission with it is to try to help people in loss. And I believe one of the greatest lessons I learned that is exercise when I can help someone else is the impact of a life is more important than its length. And although my son only lived nine months, there have been many people that have benefited from his life because of that book and the things that have happened since then. And so that gives me great comfort to know that his life had more meaning. When you go through something like that, uh, you and your wife go through something like that, how long does it take before the fog lifts? You know, there's the the old saying that that time heals all wounds, and I think certainly for those of us who have been around for a while, we've all experienced a loss of someone, but Boy, a newborn child, I, I can't even wrap my head around that. So how long before it was okay to go to a movie? It was okay to laugh, okay to live your life? Well, I think that's a, I think that's a really good question, and I don't, I don't think it's, it matters how old the child is. My great-grandmother, when she was 90, lost a 60-year-old son, and I know it uh, affected her deeply. So I don't think it matters the age of the child. Uh, it's just it's not normal for a parent to outlive a child, and so it is a crushing, crushing blow. We, we felt so badly. Uh, we lived, as I spoke of in the book, breath by breath for the longest period of time. It wasn't day by day. It wasn't hour by hour. It wasn't minute by minute. It was breath by breath. It was so crushing. And we were fortunate enough to I had a friend who had lost a, a child about 10 years earlier, and we had dinner with them, and they gave us hope that there was life ahead. And that was the first hope we had. And one of the things they mentioned was, at some point, you're going to begin to feel like living again. And when you first feel that, you're going to feel guilty because you're thinking about going to a movie or you're thinking about living and that is so very true, and it happened to us, and I'm sure it's happened to others, uh, but it's just part of moving on and making the best out of a bad situation. So many times people, when something bad happens, the first question is, why me? And one of the things I learned is, why me looks backwards. What did I do to deserve this? And that's not the right question in my mind. And I believe that the right question is what now? What lesson am I supposed to learn, and how can I help somebody else with it so that I don't have to experience another loss to learn the lesson that I'm supposed to learn from that loss? Richard Battle is our guest today, and he's uh, he's led, uh, as he says, a blessed life, but also one with an awful lot of challenges, and he's done something pretty unique with that. He's become a best-selling author and public speaker who helps others overcome the obstacles they run into in their lives, the the battles of their life, if you will. Uh, His books include Conquering Life's Course, Common Sense in Chaotic Times, Uh, the book we just talked about, Surviving Grief by God's Grace, which uh, if you are a believer, if you're not a believer, there's some incredible wisdom in there for folks that are going through uh, the loss of a loved one. Uh, the four-letter word that builds character is one of his books. He says that that word is work, which I think is interesting. And he also has a book called Unwelcome Opportunity, Overcoming Life's Greatest Challenges. I'm, I'm sensing a theme here that this is what Richard does. Uh, 
give me an example of an unwelcome opportunity that someone might encounter and and uh, how you turn that into a good thing. What is an unwelcome opportunity? Well, this particular volume, Unwelcome Opportunity, is about my experience uh, between Halloween 2016 of finalizing a divorce of a 21-year-old marriage, three weeks later going in for a heart stent for my widowmaker artery and surviving that, having another heart stent on March 27th of 2017, and then being in the Department of Motor Vehicles renewing my driver's license on August 10th, 2017, and getting a call saying I had cancer. So in 10 months, I experienced all of those things, and my belief is it's not what we experience, but how, how do we respond to those things in life that we experience? And it's our choice to, to respond negatively and focus on ourselves and bemoan our situation or to look how can we grow, survive, and help others in those situations. Man, that is a tough run in less than a year. You must have felt like you're going 10 rounds with Mike Tyson in the boxing ring. Is there a time where you just do want to throw your hands up and, and sort of crawl under the covers and give up for a while? Well, what I figured out was I had dinner one night with a longtime dear friend, and I had my one what I'll call pity party. And I was a little bit down, and he figuratively slapped me in the face and told me, he said, hey, a lot of people have worse things going on than you do, which is so true. <laughs> I've not experienced the worst things uh, compared to some people. And what I learned was when I focus on myself, it's easy to think negative things. But when I focus on others and how I can do something to lift them up or encourage them, I put all of my negative thoughts aside and think positive thoughts about myself and others. And so I try to live positively thinking about others and trying to help other people as much as possible and not thinking about the negative things that might be going on. Our guest today is Richard Battle on the Burke Allen Show. He's an author. He's a speaker. He's an overcomer of life's battles and, and life's challenges. Common Sense in Chaotic Times, Conquering Life's Course, just one of the books in Richard's uh, library that he's written. And when we come back, we're going to talk about both how uh, the advice he gives can translate into the business world, but also I want to talk to him about something that's going on in his home state and a big challenge that's happening there in Texas right now. Back in 60 seconds on the Burke Allen Show. Hang on. Over 14 million people witnessed his emotional story of survival and triumph on national television. I've been doing this now for so long, like ever since I was a kid. Millions more voted him their favorite in a landslide win. The winner is... And now, you can be a part of the experience live. Landau Eugene Landau Eugene Murphy Jr. Ain't that a kick in the head? Your America's Got Talent winner. I've got you. Landau Eugene Murphy Jr. Under my Live, live. Performing classics from the Great American Songbook and his Columbia Records debut CD, That's Life. That's Life. Landau Eugene Murphy Jr.'s That's Life Tour. The one concert event this year you absolutely can't miss. Catch Landau, Eugene Murphy Jr. in concert coming to a city near you. Concert details and dates. Visit LandauMurphyJr.com.
with Log Talk Radio Network and the Burke Allen Show live. Our number six, uh, three one nine five two seven sixty sixty three one nine five two seven six zero six zero. Richard Battle, our guest today. He's an author, he's a speaker, and he's a guy that helps you overcome tough stuff because he's been through it himself. His books include Conquering Life's Course, Unwelcome Opportunity, Overcoming Life's Greatest Challenges, The Four Letter Word That Builds Character, Surviving Grief by God's grace, and he's been there. And a couple of business books I think are interesting because in, in today's world, men and women have unbelievable business challenges. Uh, as we do this program live uh, today, just yesterday was announced in the, the broadcasting industry, which I've been a part of for over three decades, that iHeartMedia laid off in one day over 1,300 employees. 1,300 employees in one day nationwide and uh, and that's a tough battle to overcome and, and richard's uh, uh, books that involve the business world include the master's sales secrets so that helps you overcome those sales obstacles and one that i want to touch on uh the volunteer handbook how to organize and manage a successful organization but uh, somewhere in this treasure trove of knowledge that you've got between your two ears I would imagine you have uh, a pearl of wisdom that you may be able to drop on someone that is entering the new year in a less than advantageous employment situation, like all those folks that were let go from iHeartMedia uh, yesterday, doing jobs they love, showing up every day, and through no fault of their own, they're caught in a corporate layoff. When when that happens to you and you've got a change in life circumstance, like a, a work change, what's the, the first thing you advise your clients to do? Well, and I'd like to kind of back up uh, to start this answer because back in the dot-com era, right after the dot-com bust, there were many people that went through the same thing. I had many friends that experienced layoffs that were roughly my age. And what I discovered, and fortunately I wasn't one of them, but what I discovered was they had loved their jobs. They had never given a second thought to doing anything else or what happens if I'm fired or laid off. And so when that happened, they went through a grieving process, almost like we talked about a while ago. And sometimes it took four to six months before they could even think about what do I do next because they grieve the loss of their job they love so much. And so at that time, what I did to protect myself, I came up with my plan, what would I do if I lost my job tomorrow? And that fortunately for me, came after I left the corporate world after a successful career. But my first advice was anyone today should think, if I lost my job tomorrow, what would I like to do and how would I proceed? Because if you do that and if you prepare that contingency, one, if it happens, you'll be better prepared and you can respond and be more successful more quickly. And two, it may become some dream you fulfill later in life that you decided you wanted to do that if you hadn't a thought of, you would have never accomplished. I knew somewhere in your life you'd run into that challenge, too, because, boy, you've lived through just about all of them. Um, Let's talk about this volunteer handbook that you wrote. Um, Many of us try to give back into the community, but, boy, it sure seems like if there's a committee of volunteers to put something together, uh, first of all, it's difficult to get the, the committee members to volunteer. And then secondly, isn't it always the fact that one or two people on that committee wind up doing all the work? So how do you organize and manage uh, 
volunteers. What's what's the secret sauce on that? Well, I think the first thing people have to recognize is their volunteers. And in the business world, you can tell people who've not led volunteers successfully because they only know two motivational tools. One is money, and the second is recognition and job security. In the volunteer world, you can't pay anyone, and job security is not an issue. So you have to figure out how do you motivate people without paying them and giving them job security. And so it forces you, if you're going to be successful, to be more creative in recognizing people's motivations and how you can inspire them to work for free and be successful. And you have to recognize that before you think about organization. But then organization-wise, and I was very fortunate to be involved in the Junior Chamber of Commerce at its heyday, and they had great training tools on planning and motivating people and organizing people and how to plan a, a chapter's year, be like planning a business plan, how to plan projects, which are included in this volume, different tidbits on how people can utilize tools to better succeed at those pro- projects. Uh, and I think once people understand how volunteers are different and they show this is going to be run like a business and not some uh, organization that's fly by the seat of the pants, people become more committed when they can see the possibility of achieving a commonly shared goal. Fair enough. Richard Battle, our guest today on the Burke Allen Show. He's an author and a guy that helps you overcome tough stuff in life. His latest is Conquering Life's Course, Common Sense in Chaotic Times. I should tell you, by the way, that Richard's books are uh, not all nuts and bolts. There's some funny stuff in this book, Conquering Life's Course, uh, and, and people love them. His book, on Welcome Opportunity, uh, as, as a forward by a country music hall of famer, Larry Gatlin, the Gatlin Brothers Band. So this is good stuff, and you can find Richard online at Amazon.com. Before we let you jump, that, that Texas accent jumps right out at me, and there's a big challenge happening for Houston Astros fans and players and management, and, and I would imagine just about everybody in that state has been tainted by the, the Astros cheating scandal in the 2017 World Series. I want to get your take on that. Well, and as a Texan and a baseball player and softball player and fan, uh, it really hurt to hear the news. And the thing you, the news is bad enough, but the next thing to look at as a parent, as a business leader, civic leader, any type of a leader at all is what's the response. And thankfully, Major League Baseball and the Houston Astros stood up, took their medicine, penalized people who had responsibility for the situation and set the stage to move forward and grow from it. Too often people try to excuse bad behavior. All that does is perpetrate future bad behavior by people who don't see someone getting punished for doing something they shouldn't be doing. Now, if I've got this right, Richard, so the Astros, uh, you talked about the response and whether it was in line with uh, with what should happen. They were fined $5 million. They had four draft picks stripped from them. Uh, general manager and the manager were both suspended for the season, and shortly after, the Astros uh, fired them. 
for their failures to stop the cheating. And uh, one of uh, Houston's old bench coaches, Alex Cora, figures to be suspended next. So is that response, in your mind, adequate? Is it too heavy-handed? Is it not enough? Well, I think it's a great example set for the future for Major League Baseball, that if anyone else does this, it's going to be a severe penalty. And you could expect if anyone did it after this that the penalty would be even greater because of the foreknowledge of what happened in this situation. And I'm proud of the Astros and Major League Baseball for doing this. They took their medicine up front versus hiding it or excusing it like we see too often in corporations and political organizations. Uh, Too often they try to excuse it and let it go, and then worse things happen down the road because there's no deterrent for people's bad behavior. But it was interesting that uh, Pete Rose even came out and, and uh, said essentially, look, I've got on my own team to win. That's what I did in a nutshell. Uh, I was wrong, but I didn't taint the game. But uh, this Astro situation is a lot different. And uh, and I'm like you, Rich. I think maybe that's why the commissioner came down so hard on things. Well, I hope that you Texans are able to get past it. And if, uh, if you need somebody to point you in the right direction, I would think it's Richard Battle. Uh, the book Conquering Life's Course, that's the most recent book. Is that correct? That's correct. Great, and I know some of these are award winners as well. So so this one's new. You've got award-winning books in your stable. If people want to find out more about you, how can they they find you online and reach out to you? Well, the two simplest ways is my website is www.richardbattle.com. They can go to Amazon and search for me, Richard V, as in Victory Battle, and they can come up to my author page, and there's an intro video on Unwelcome Opportunity and all the books. They're available in print. Uh, some are available in audio, and nearly all of them are available in Kindle as well. And if there's anything we can do to help anyone, we, that's our mission. Richard Battle is out there spreading the message of conquering life's course. Richard, thank you so much for being on the program today. Wherever you go, whatever you do, make it a great day. I'm Burke Allen. Thank you for listening. Bye.